Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason on Inside Sources. We've talked a lot about regulation, what that does in different markets and industries. We've even talked about child care regulations here in the state of Utah, rising costs, what that means. Now we're going to look at that from the national perspective in a way that will surprise you and the impacts downstream and the ripples are really significant. And to help us do that, we're really thrilled to have joining us on the program, Bethany Mandel, great writer, great thinker uh, for Deseret News and Deseret Magazine. Now, Bethany, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, great piece. Uh, and this is something that I have watched uh, as someone working on Capitol Hill and what happens. And so first, just kind of give us the lay of the land in terms of child care on Capitol Hill. Yeah, absolutely. So I live in the swamp. I live outside of D.C. and Silver Spring, Maryland. And child care is very expensive in this part of the country. And I have a lot of friends who work on the Hill. Um, the majority of them try to live as close to the Hill as possible because um, the hours can be quite long. And uh, a lot of them are moving out of the district because they can't afford child care anymore. Uh, and a lot of that is because the city of Washington, D.C. has decided that everyone who works with children at a child care center um, has to have a college degree. Um, you, if, if you are familiar with how difficult it is to hire anyone or like a warm body on any given day, it's extremely difficult. But then to narrow the field so drastically um, and say you have to have a college degree, it's become next to impossible for anyone in D.C. Uh, who works at a child care center to hire anyone. Uh, and it's become... It's the, the, those costs have been passed down to families, and that's really difficult when you're on the hill sort of making close to minimum wage, it feels like, when you're considering how many hours you're putting in. And so people with families are sort of faced with a choice. Do I keep my job, which I love and I feel like I'm making an impact, or do I prioritize my children? And, you know, yeah. the majority of folks prioritize their children. Yeah. And, um, and the result is you have fewer parents working on the hill. Yeah, and that's. Uh, I want to get to that point in just a second in terms of that downstream impact. Uh, the the hours are brutally long uh, on Capitol Hill, yeah. and uh, most of it is young people, young families, uh, and and to have this added level of uh, kind of bureaucratic regulation to say, well, you you can't just have anyone at this. You've got to have a college degree, and uh, adding yeah. that dimension to it, I think, is uh, is so brutal. Uh, but now let's look at the downstream, uh, because as you mentioned, some just are saying, hey, this just no longer works for us. And as much as I love really adding value to a senator's office or a, a representative's office or being on a committee doing important work for the country, uh, people are just saying we we can't do it. And so now we're not only losing great talent, we're also losing a really important perspective when it comes to policy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of it as, you know, American families have our free lobbyists on Capitol Hill. They are lobbying for what is best for American families. And when you lose parents, you lose those lobbyists working on the Hill. Uh, and there's there's so much need for American parents um, as far as like what they can accomplish on the legislative in the legislative branch. And they're not going to accomplish that anymore. Um, if you go to a happy hour on the Hill and you talk to the the majority of the folks who are working in those offices, they have no idea the needs and the and the struggles that American families are facing. And if they lose every single parent in their office, that voice is gone. 
Yeah, and that uh, the void of that is is so significant. And we always talk about having real representation and all the perspectives, and having everyone have a seat at the table and everyone have a voice at the table. Uh, and we really have to look at that as a country. If suddenly yeah. in the in the halls of Congress there is no longer a voice of American families uh, of all kinds, uh, that's a big loss in terms of the future of the country. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that it was I think that it was already really hard a couple of years ago. Um, the, these policies uh, were first sort of proposed a few years ago. And so daycare centers have been sort of working towards this for a while. And so the costs have been creeping up and up. Um, I have a friend who left the district and moved to northern Virginia because daycare was literally half of what it was in Virginia mm. um, than it was in D.C. And so we're sort of seeing the, the costs of that just literally right over the border. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, so fascinating. And uh, th- this is one of the things that uh, you mentioned this in, in your piece at Deseret.com. Uh, this is does seem to be one of the things that is uniting people across the political spectrum who are all saying, hey, wait a minute, this is no longer working for my family or for my children. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was a writer on Slate who said, um, you know, this is crazy. I have three kids and now I'm priced out of my, my daycare. Mm. Um, and so, I, you know, when when you put a price tag on it, suddenly I think everybody – understands that um, that there are real serious uh, ramifications for this sort of regulation. And, you know, I think I think it comes from the right place. Of course, you want people to be qualified and talented, but that doesn't necessarily come with a college degree. Yeah, and I think that's so important, too. Uh, obviously, government has a role. Regulations have a role uh, in terms of quality and care and safety and those kinds of things. But often uh, we're, we're measuring the wrong things that really don't produce the right outcomes and results. Uh, and that's often where, again, in the the name of doing something good, uh, we may actually be hurting the people we're trying to help. Exactly, exactly. And and it and it was something that I didn't touch on in the piece, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, is that it forces parents into less safe situations? And so mm. I I looked high and low to find folks on the hill who had children in a, a licensed childcare, and I could find no one. And it's because they're pulling their kids out and putting them in unlicensed situations. And, you know, there's plenty of unlicensed situations that are perfectly safe and loving, but some of them might not be. And so, you know, the parents who are still working on the Hill have decided to pull their kids out and keep them away from government intrusion um, because that's the only way they can afford care. And that doesn't that's that's not doing anyone any favors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Last thing before I let you go. Um, what are you watching and what should we be looking for uh, moving forward? Uh, anything that might uh, tweak that a little bit or get some balance back to that 
And again, what's the lo- what's the long term look like? So the the Court of Appeals just upheld D.C.'s efforts to do this. And so this is it. This was the, there were a lot of folks fighting this for a long time and the, the fight is pretty much lost. And so, um, you know, I, I I think that the, the folks that I know who are happiest still working on the Hill are working for uh, members of Congress to understand that their staff have a family and that it's hard to raise a family in this part of the country. And so um, I talked to a lot of folks who said, I, you know, me and my husband both partially work from home so that we can juggle our kids. Um, and so, you know, hopefully there are members of Congress um, who are keeping that in mind and, and have office friendly policies for, for families. Uh, so important. Bethany Mandel, contributing writer for Deseret News and Deseret Magazine. And uh, again, great thinking, great writing and a great perspective in terms of what happens when we start losing crucial voices at the table uh, and losing that perspective when it comes to public policy. Uh, Bethany, thanks so much for chiming in today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Again, that's Bethany Mandel. And uh, it's a really great piece. You can check it out at Deseret.com. And uh, this is this is one that I saw and lived when I was a chief of staff in Washington, D.C. Uh, it is it is no easy thing to make sure that if you're working on the Hill and pursuing important things, uh, f- either for constituents back in the state that your uh, member is representing or just issues that you're passionate about, uh, to know that your kids are in a good spot uh, and that you can afford it. Uh, because, again, as, as Bethany pointed out, if uh, if we're losing all of that great talent because they are choosing family, uh, which they should, uh, but we're also losing their voices and their perspective. And that is going to impact policy, which will most likely make it even harder moving forward. And it doesn't matter what demographic we're looking at. When we lose voices or when we price people out of a seat at the table, when they can no longer say, hey, I want to be part of that conversation because I can't afford to to show up or be there because of some bureaucracy or be, because of some regulatory uh, issue, uh, that makes it really difficult. And a lot of great people are being priced out of contributing and serving the country and serving our states uh, in Washington, D.C. So great perspective from Bethany Mandel. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for some top of the hour news. When we come back, we'll dive into Merrick Garland appearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee today. A lot to unpack there. So don't go anywhere. Stick around on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.